This is Space Waffles, a Star Wars podcast. Welcome back to Space Waffles. I'm Arzu. And I'm Candice. And if you're hearing this, you are probably thinking, where have they been (laughs) since December? Um, So we went on a bit of an unplanned hiatus. Uh, Both Candice and I kind of hit a point in December where we were extremely tired, extremely burnt out. And we thought rather than soldier through with episodes we maybe weren't proud of or weren't putting our hearts into, we were going to kind of take a couple months off and then come back refreshed and ready to go. We're ready to go. Um, Once Bad Batch season two is over, we're going to do a whole episode about the season, which Mm. very excited to talk about the Batchers. (laughs) Yeah. And now that Mando is starting um, very, very soon, uh, we're not going to be doing our usual weekly recaps. Um, I think that was part of the burnout was kind of having to turn things around very quickly. So Instead, today, ahead of season three, we are going to be talking about something that is very present on the minds of Bo-Katan and of Din Djarin and of lifelong Mandalorian fan Candace, and that is the Darksaber. I feel like you said that way too happy. Like you're, you have to like, have, there's got to be some gravitas to it. To the, the Darksaber? I don't take the Darksaber seriously. I'm Din Djarin. I'm like, this is a shiny sword. The gas. Fine. I'm sorry. Let me try that again. Okay. The dark saber. Ooh, is that Thank better? Thank you. There you go. Thank you. The gas I let out at the end of season one of Mandalorian when Gideon like slices open and seeds the blade. I, I lost my damn mind. This is the difference of where we are in our lives. You were like gasping, and I'm like, I feel like I've seen that before. And then I go to Wikipedia because I'm like, what? It's Eolding. I'm so ashamed. I'm of sorry. Arzu right now. I'm listen. Season one of Mando Arzu and season three of Mando Arzu are two very different people. Okay, so we're talking about the canon version of the dark saber. If we go into legends, we're just going to get confused. And also, I know nothing about legends. I tried not to look, so I didn't get confused, but. The Darksaber was created by Tar Vizsla, the first Mandalorian ever part of the Jedi Order. Which, it just feels like a... A flex? It feels like an oxymoron, a Jedi Mandalorian. I feel like, to me, he's like, yes, I can be a Jedi and a Mandalorian. And then over time, both groups were like, nah, it's one or the other. Yeah, well... So, of course, being a Mandalorian and being a Jedi, this guy had to be extra. And he created the Darksaber. This is about a thousand years before um, the Battle of Yavin. Mm-hmm. So after Tar uh, passed away, the Jedi Temple kept the Darksaber. I don't know if they like displayed it somewhere, you know, but like, look, this is cool. We're friends with the Mandalorians. It's fine. But then his. <laughs> descendants the members of the house Vizsla like (laughs) did a temple break and just stole the saber when they were very happy about this it's just so funny it's just imagining like them probably getting drunk on what is that no it's a t-word it's a mandalorian drink oh god i don't know tahar 
Kahar is a strong, colorless alcohol spirit made by the members of the Mandalorian culture. Okay. So they all got drunk. Yes. And I bet they're like, I want that saber. <laughs> and they're like, I bet you couldn't get that saber. And they're like, we're going to Coruscant. And they just like, you know, bust open. This is before Yoda's time even. Okay, so this is a really long time ago. Yeah, a thousand years before Yavit. So, okay, so a couple hundred years before Yoda then. Yeah. So, okay, so they grab this and the Mandalorians and Jedi, you know, they're fighting um, during the fall of the Old Republic. I love how Finn Rao in Star Wars Rebels tells Kanan that the House Vizsla just snuck in and they liberated it. Not stole it. They liberated it. I love just like this point of view on history. Everything is true from a certain point of view. Exactly. I guess. Uh, Finn Rao continues to say they use the sabers to unify the people and strike down those who would oppose them. One time they ruled all of Mandalore wielding this blade. Okay. So the dark saber, other than looking really cool, well, the dark saber is kind of a lightsaber but it's different because it's dark it's extra really okay so what makes first of all what makes the blade dark is my question and second of all what makes it different okay so it's a shorter than most lightsabers and it's shaped like a traditional sword uh the handle is made of beskar and also the sound emitted from the blade is higher pitched than lightsabers so it sounds more like a screech than a hum. And just like a lightsaber connects to its user, so does the darksaber. There's no like definite, like it's still made by, made with a kyber crystal. So I'm not sure like what Tar did to make it special. But um, but when a darksaber, when somebody uses the darksaber, the saber itself will connect on a subconscious level. Mm-hmm. Um, the blade will okay. feel heavier and lighter. Which, is that why, like, when Din was trying to use it in, I almost said season three, in the book of Boba Fett, the armor is like, you're fighting against the blade or whatever, and why he kept, like, falling off that platform? Yep. And why he sliced his leg open? Well, nobody ever accused him of being smart. No. And that's why when Sabine is repressing all her emotions in the trial of the Jedi, once she opens up more, she tells Kanan it feels lighter. And he's like, you're Mm -hmm. connecting to it. You're accepting it. So. Okay. It's weird. Okay. (laughs) No, it's not weird. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's weird. It's like you have to embrace the connection with it. I like that everybody is basically bearing witness to me getting like a crash course on the Darksaber before season three. I'm just making sure you're educated. Listen, I appreciate it because when you go on like Wikipedia, it's like, here's all this information. And I'm like, that's a lot of information to process. It definitely is a lot of information. But um, let me see here. So what I really love and what I love that happens in Star Wars is we get like in-universe legends. Mm-hmm. Like in not legends, like the <laughs> we can call it the EU here just yeah. to like make that line. Clear. Yeah, not the EU, but the actual like what the people of the galaxy think 
and stories they tell because that just built up the world so much. The in-universe legends that the Mandalorians say is one could only uh, obtain the Darksaber by defeating the previous owner in combat. Should they claim it another way, their claim was considered illegitimate. And the children of the Watch believe that the Darksaber carried a curse it lead to the destruction of Mandalore and its people if it was acquired outside of combat. Which I mean, they were right. Were they or was that just bad timing? Was that like self-fulfilling prophecy kind of thing? Yeah, like you're not worthy of this because it'll be cursed or whatever. And then she might have been fine. But the timing was terrible because this was right before a galaxy-wide transition of power. Yeah. Okay. So... Let's go through quick history of who has had the saber that we know of. Mm -hmm. Because it has been around for a thousand years, but we do not know, like, who's had it exactly. So the dark saber became a symbol for the House of Vizsla, the Mandalorian house that Tar founded. Um, House Vizsla includes clans like Saxon, Vizsla, and Wren, like Sabine Wren's um, clan, her family. Tar eventually... Is the Mandal Mandalore? How do you say that? Manda Mandalore. Mandalore. Wait, how do you spell it? M A N D apostrophe A L O R. See, to me, the apostrophe is just where you should put the pause. Mandalore. Mand Mandalore. Unless it's one of those things that involves like rolling your R's or something. I can't but do that. I don't think so. I think it's just like <laughs> the the Mandalore. Yeah. Like that's so, where you put the emphasis. Yeah. So Tar eventually becomes the Mandalore, the sole leader of the Mandalorian people while using the blade. Just for reference, like, yeah, Satine Kreese was a duchess and she was elected. She was never claimed to be the Mandalore. Mm -hmm. And for years, the um, descendants of House Visley used the Darksaber to murder Jedi and <laughs> rule all of Mandalore. Which I'm sure is exactly what Tart Vizsla wanted. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's like... like Wait yeah. a second. Um, Pre Vizsla says, This lightsaber was stolen from your Jedi temple by my ancestors during the fall of the Old Republic. Since then, many Jedi have died upon its blade. Prepare yourself to join them. He says this to Obi-Wan Kenobi, mm -hmm. which he loses that battle. Because <laughs> people who talk that much smack... Also, the only reason Obi-Wan didn't kick his butt completely was because Satine was watching and he was like, I'm not going to try to be too violent. I think it would have been hot if he was. Okay. He's not thinking that far ahead. So we know that um, pre Vizsla, the governor of Concordia and the secret leader of Death Watch had possession of the Darksaber. Another side note, Satine is just betrayed by freaking everyone. Well, yeah. This She's like friends win. with Pre Vizsla and then finds out, hey, nope, JK, we're actually the Death Watch. So, yeah, when Obi-Wan is helping Satine investigate the moon, um, Vizsla fought Kenobi as his troops evacuated. Um, the next time that we see it, Ahsoka defeats Pre Vizsla on the camp of Karlak, which mm -hmm. makes me think, Ahsoka, are you the Mandalore? <laughs> I have a question about this, but let's get to the end of the history and then I'll bring it up. Okay. So the next time is Maul and Pre Vizsla. They fight after they make a truce and then Vizsla betrays Maul and Maul's like, 
I guess I'll kill you. And he claims the Darksaber. Then Maul, using his own lightsaber and the Darksaber, battles Sidious and loses. Um, Prime Minister Almac and the Mandalorian Super Commanders recover the Darksaber. And when they break Maul out of whatever jail, prison thing he's in, they give it back to him. Right. And then Ahsoka and Maul battle. And then somehow Maul gets the saber back and makes a shrine in his cave. Weird at all. Yeah, I know. And then Sabine just, she takes that. Like, I just love how she's like, this looks familiar. Yeet. And then Kanan and Ezra and Finral train her on how to use it. She goes back to Crow's Nest with the saber and her mother says, and her mother says, anyone can hold the dark saber. The trick is keeping it along with your head. Saxon battles Sabine. She eventually gives the dark saber to Bo-Katan. There was no combat. There was nothing. Somehow Gideon, Moff Gideon, defeats Bo-Katan, takes the saber. And then Jaren defeats Moff Gideon. And Din Djarin has a saber now. Okay, so I have a couple of, like, broader wonders about how this whole transfer of Darksaber power works. And I don't think we have a firm answer for it. No. But two two things. One, does it count as, like, a loss if you just happen to defeat the person, but your intention is not to fight for the Darksaber? I don't know. And also, I don't know if you have to kill them, too. Because that's, that's a, I, I had thought you had to kill them for it. And then like last year, somebody told me, it's like, no, you just have to defeat them. Yeah, because Gideon doesn't kill Bogotan. Right. And he still seems to think he's entitled to it. And also, but it seems like Maul went into the fight with Pre Vizsla, like being like, hey, I am coming at you for your place. Right. Like, I think Ma- Maul's thing was less about just the sword and the assumption that he's going to get the, the Darksaber and then Vizsla's going to step aside. Like, his, his thing was, like, Vizsla's never going to step aside, so he's just going to kill him or try to. Because it's more about, like, cementing the power in every way rather than just the sword. Yeah. I keep calling it a sword. It's the Darksaber, but... Well, it's what the Darksaber represents, which means, right. like, all these commandos and possibly the rule of Mandalore... So then my other question is, um, well, like what I'm wondering is what, like, does it have to be one in like one-on-one combat or is it just kind of defeating the person who owns it and like what they represent, like Sabine going into Maul's little shrine and taking it and like defeating him in that way or like Maul defeating, defeating quote unquote Ahsoka. Cause like neither of them really won on Mandalore prior but if he had like beat her in his mind is that like enough i mean i, I also... think ahsoka won that fight yeah but she lost the war because she lost anakin like my thing is too then that does make the, the next question is that is there any truth to this or is it just like kind of what people believe to be true Honestly, it feels like the Mandalorians are making stuff up as they go along a lot of the times. But I feel like 
it's a duel. It's a saber duel because we look when um, Sabine goes back to Crow's Nest, Saxon challenges her for the saber. And then we see that again in the book of Boba Fett when Din is with the armorer, one of mm-hmm. Vizsla's um, descendants says, hey, this belongs to my family. And he tries to fight Din. Which is like, he's just got a whole other priority going on. Because if the rule is that if you win, you win the Darksaber. And he's like, actually, this is a hereditary thing. So he's just got his own business going on. Well, that just proves again, like, the curse is that it's about combat. It's not about your claim bloodline. Does that prove that point, though? Like, to, I can't remember, is it Tarvisla? I think so. That Din is fighting? Does it prove that point to Tarvisla that it's that it's a curse? Because I think he still thinks he's entitled to it just because of who he is. So it's like, I almost wonder if different groups of Mandalorians kind of value this differently. Like the children of the Watch hold a different view on the Darksaber than like the rest of the Mandalorians do. Well, look at Din. Din didn't have like any idea of what the Darksaber was really. Isn't that like smart? I know, but he could at least pay attention. Like he, these, pay he, attention. he was in a cult. He should like know the cult stuff. I think like for him, because this stuff doesn't apply, like he, he was never going to rule Mandalore. Mandalore doesn't exist. Like they're just there to carry on the ancient way, whatever the way is. He didn't know what the Darksaber was, but obviously the armor does. Obviously Tarvisla does. So it means something to the people who are paying attention, like to the people who think they're entitled to leadership <laughs> but every other mandalorian knew what it was sabine, sabine a, who was a child when she left the mandalorian culture knew exactly what that was but didn't first of all din is stupid second of all <laughs> it's just din slander all over the place second of all what i'm wondering and this is just occurring to me is like the armor kind of fancies herself like the head of this group especially yeah. this new like she's always kind of held that role of power so she feels it's her place to know this and Tar Vizsla knows this obviously because he's like carrying this family grudge so like I don't know I'm like wondering if their roles within the children of the watch kind of make them more aware of this and like other cult members who like we're never going to get to meet now but like other cult members also don't know what the dark saber is because it's dangerous for them to hold that kind of knowledge in the views of like the people at the top like Tar Vizsla, like the armor. Yeah, like, we know, like, Din's faction was very separated from Mandalore. Mm-hmm. So it could it could just not be important to them. No, I'm but, thinking it was, like, it, like, deliberately withheld from them. Okay. By the armor and other people at the top. Well, we see, like, okay, so when Din is taken in, it's during the Clone Wars, and that's the time of Satine and the new Mandalorians. But he was taken by the Children of the Watch right away. So he, they have very little regard for Satine and for Bo-Katan and all of that. So when Bo-Katan gets the Darksaber at the end of the war, like right before the New Republic kicks in, there's absolutely no way they would be talking about that. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. So, like the people at the top probably knew because they see this as a threat to their power. And when I say people at the top, I mean of the Children of the Watch. To them, it's probably a threat to their power. So they're very aware of this. And I feel like Tar Vizsla showed up to the Children of the Watch like as an adult. Mm-hmm. 
like very ready to like live this old way kind of gain power in this way maybe because he felt he couldn't get it another way and he's aware of the dark saber because he thinks it's his like birthright and the armor is aware of it because to mandalorians the dark saber is like a symbol of power and authority and if you wield it you're in charge so to the two of them they've got this very like thing but i'm wondering if the rest of the children of the watch just didn't know what it was yeah, like Bocaton says, the children of the Watch are like religious zealots, mm-hmm. and they're trying to reestablish the ancient faith, which we know the saber is only a thousand years old. So maybe it's beyond Predates the saber. saber. Yeah, what they're trying to go for. Well, because they don't even really know what Jedi are. Like that's how sheltered they are, which is like honestly draws a ton of parallels to like real life cults and how little especially if you've grown up in in one how little you know about everything else because it doesn't serve the cult leaders to tell you that yeah so like whatever way they want to establish obviously way predates i keep forgetting his name. oh tarvis was the guy who made the so i forget what this other mandalorian's name is hang on let me look it up i thought it was like tarvis or something. Isn't it? I, just... thought, I swear I thought his name was also Tarvisla. I could be wrong. Paz Vizla, not Tarvisla. <laughs> so when I'm talking about a Mandalorian who thinks the Darksaber is his birthright, I do mean Paz Vizla and not Tarvisla. It's an interesting question. I wonder how much of it's going to come up in the new season because we know he's going to Mandalore. We see that in the trailer. We see there's a ton of other Mandalorians there, but I'm wondering if they're more like in line with Bo-Katan. Yeah, because it doesn't seem to be... Okay, so the reason that the Children of the Watch survived the Great Purge of Mandalore was because they were on Concordia. So maybe there are more Children of the Watch now. Interesting. I'm, like, wondering, like, Children of the Watch, like, fighting with Bo-Katan or against Bo-Katan. It's also tricky because they've kind of... If you look at like the the stills and the posters and stuff for the new season, they've kind of redesigned Mandalorian armor so that like all men have the T visor and it looks like women all have the night owl visor, which to my understanding, the night owl visor was like a like a certain group of people wore their yeah, visors. That, that was way. the night owls. That was the night owls. Like but Bo-Katan and Ursa like, Ren. They like gendered the armor. So first of all, gross. Second of all, that makes it very hard now to tell like where these people are from, like if they are night owls or just women. So I don't know. I could be wrong. They, these yeah. could just be night owls and they have not gendered the armor, but I don't know. The thing is, Din doesn't want the dark saber. So I just I don't know what he's gonna do. Is he gonna be like, let's play like tic tac toe or game us a bock or something? <laughs> like here's what I don't understand is why. Din doesn't challenge Bo-Katan to a fight and throw the fight. I mean, he doesn't even need to throw the fight. He's he so would bad. lose. He would lose. But like, I feel like if he tried to win and made an effort, he would have a pretty good chance. So if he just gave it like 80% while she gave it 110, like, I, I don't understand if it's not a fight to the death where where her hesitation in calling him out is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if, if her not wanting to call him out because it's a fight to the death and, like, she doesn't want to do that, that's fine. I understand that. But that's not the case. So I don't know where her problem is. Because he just tried to hand it over. So clearly he has no issue handing it over. 
but I don't know. I feel like she's going to kidnap Grogu. You think? Yeah, because there's that scene where she's like, oh, you, you thought your dad was the only Mandalorian. And Den's what not I'm, there. What I'm wondering is if he has like, because he tends to just leave Grogu somewhere and then like go about his business. So I'm wondering if he like left Grogu there and she's just, he's just surprised at like all these Mandalorians. Like maybe, like maybe the audio came from a different scene. Yeah, true. And like there's all these people in Mandalorian armor and Grogu's like, what? More than one? Yeah, he's like, <laughs> Din doesn't really like Bo-Katan wants to kill him. It's like, here, watch my child. Bye. He's like, even Bo-Katan wouldn't kill a baby. No. Mm-mm. I am very interested to see what happens with that and just what happens with Mandalore in general. Me too. Like, I feel like based on the trailer, we're spending a lot of time in Mandalore, on Mandalore. Especially since usually in the past, we only see scenes from the first few episodes. Right. And and I feel like this is going to be a season-long arc. Right. Which then begs the question, if they get to Mandalore this early in the season, what the hell does the back half of the season look like? It might just be all Mandalore because there's a lot to explore. No, I know, but I mean in terms of like all, all of these Mandalorians coming together and all of that stuff. Like if that's the first half, then what's the back half? Who knows? Who knows? Like I'm just, I'm excited to see. Me too. Listen, so final point. Because these shows don't operate on their own as much as sometimes we wish they would. So, you know, we had... A book of Boba Fett almost backdoor pilot in Mando. Yeah, I was about to say the the second half is just book of Boba Fett. Yes. Okay. So the last three episodes are going to be entirely Boba and Fett. No. Um. So like we had that backdoor pilot there, and then we had like Ahsoka and Mando pop up in book of Boba Fett. So now with this one, I'm wondering because like Dave Filoni is coming back. Dave Filoni, I think, is directing again. One, is that an Ahsoka backdoor pilot? And two, even though like we obviously know we're getting it already. And two, with all of this dark saber drama going on, is Miss Sabine Wren going to weigh in on all this? Oh, oh yeah. We're see. doing podcasting. Got her fingers crossed. We're doing podcasting. You can't see this. I am fingers crossing, but I don't want to be that person who speculates and just be like hoping like a named character comes back and – but I think you're allowed in this case because we know like Sabine Wren is coming in live action anyway. So it's not like you're hoping they're going to cast a Sabine Wren like they have a Sabine true. Wren. Also, like you said, how Book of Boba Fett and The Mandalorian tied together, they're obviously trying to tie at least these series that take place around the same time together because they said that they want to do something big at the end. So who would be better than Sabine Wren, who we do know survived the purge and has this huge connection to the Darksaber. Sabine. Yeah, she has a connection to Bo-Katan. Yes. She has a connection to the Jedi, so that's something with Grogu, I guess. I don't know. It's just... I wouldn't be surprised if we got a cameo. Of Sabine. 
Yeah, just a cameo, quick thing. I don't even think it's going to be that quick. I think it's going to be a whole episode. I'm trying to hold my expectations down, Arzu. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. If I've, you I've don't also... know, I'm a huge Sabine Ren fan. I'm also clowning hard enough that I'm like, we're going to get full scenes of Boba and Fennec. And also Dr. Pershing will get a first name. Like, this is how hard I'm clowning for season three. So you I'll, I'll take your Sabine Wren clowning on board and just hope that you get a whole episode. I want Sabine and Fennec to talk. How amazing would that be? Like, I, this podcast would have to shut down. <laughs> it wouldn't be coherent. But listen, we're excited. Yeah, we're hyped. Yeah, it's going to be good. We're going to get some adorable Grogu moments. Yes. What if Grogu is the Mandalore? What a disaster. (laughs) What a disaster that would be. Hey, cookies for everyone is what he would say. Well... He wouldn't say anything. He can't talk. Are Why you, can't he talk? He's are you the one who thinks he needs to start talking? Yes. Okay. I'm like, one of my friends is really adamant that he like, learned to talk. I don't know why, but it's really too. messing me up. He needs, he has, it's because, I'm guessing it's because of his trauma. He hasn't talked. I mean, <laughs> I'm making up. Ex- he can't speak. I'm making excuses for him. But the kid needs to start talking. I Okay. But remember when they told us that his name isn't Baby Yoda it's Grogu and it took like weeks for people to come around to that idea. I feel like when he starts speaking, whatever his voice sounds like is going to take forever. Okay. I'm not saying he goes off monologuing. No, but like when he says anything, he does, he has said some stuff before. He coos. He's like, ma. And like, that's it. You know, I just want to be like dad or something, you know, like, well, if you took the poll on the Geeky Waffle a couple months ago, you know what I want his first word to be. It's a bad word. Let's just say that. It's a word that we don't say on this show because it's a family show, which means you could probably guess what that word is. And I would really like him to say that word as his first word. And it be in front of a bunch of people and everyone stare. In and front of everyone all, look at Din. All of the Mandalorians. And he's just embarrassing his dad in front of Bo-Katan and all her friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what i want john favreau thank you anything else about the dark saber i have been very tempted the times i've gone to disney to buy it but i have held back like is that like the legacy hilt at like docks yeah do they give you a special blade for it yeah it has a blade like a special blade like the curved one nice mm-hmm. nice that and the Ahsoka ones, very tempted because Ahsoka ones go from blue to green. No, green to blue. So you need, if they have it at Celebration, that'll be your sign. No. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to put that in my carry-on. <laughs> yeah, you can take it in your bag. I checked. I looked, when I bought my lightsaber at Galaxy's Edge, I looked on the TSA website and there's a section just for lightsabers. But whether or not you can transport them, and yes, you can. Wow. The TSA has lightsaber Like specifically lightsabers. They're like, yes, you can take a lightsaber on the plane. I wonder how much a Disney lobbyist <laughs> I mean that on the thing. Or maybe they got so many questions from, you know, the honestly, Star Wars nerds. Probably, like, because once they progress past the, like, flick ones that kind of extend like a telescope. Yeah. Then people were like, well, can I take this on the plane? So. Yep. Anyway, final thoughts? 
I'm just excited to see Mandalore in live action. The only time we've seen in live action is it being purged. And even so. then, we barely lingered on it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's just, it's just such a cool culture. It's just such a cool, like, idea in this galaxy that there are, like, they're not a race. They're not a species, even. Mm-hmm. They're just this collective. I don't know who it was. It was definitely one of our friends was saying that the cool thing about Mandalore is unlike the other Star Wars planets, like you do get the sense that the people living there like are different groups. They have different beliefs. Like it's the most like us in that you can't paint the whole planet like with the same brush. So that'll be interesting to see through. Yeah. Unlike just like the way the planets are all one weather temperature one I think like thing. Star Wars tends to treat a planet like a country rather than a yeah. planet. So like and even have, countries have even countries we, we all know like especially but I think like with something like Andor you've got people coming from like all over the place so it makes sense that they don't all see things eye to eye but like Mandalore they're all from the same place. So and they still don't quite see eye to eye. So yeah. going to be a lot of conflict with some adorable baby yoda moments exactly and that's all we can ask for exactly i agree all right so on that note then candace where can everybody find you online the best place to find me is on twitter for now candace is a geek because it feels like it's breaking even more Uh, we say that every time every day something goes wrong with twitter um Right now, it's a two-factor authentication. Uh, yeah, that you have to yeah. pay for now. So as for me, I'm on Twitter at Arzu Amin. I'm at Arzu D2 everywhere else. So Tumblr, Instagram, Hive, if that's your thing. As a network, we are on Twitter at Geeky underscore Waffle. We are on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Tumblr at The Geeky Waffle. And we are on YouTube, also at The Geeky Waffle. You should definitely check us out there because we've got more and more videos coming out every day. And we are at, not every day, I just committed Candace to a video every day. No, we have videos coming out all the time. Every week. Every week, thank you. Um, and we are on thegeekywaffle.com as well. So that's the best place to find everything that we are doing. So thank you all so much for listening. We are so excited Mando is back and may the waffles be with you.